scripture may come up on screen, but if not, I'll, you can look it up in John chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. Today I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Updated Edition. 9. As he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must, we must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no, when no one can work. And as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes saying to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, it is he. Others were saying, no, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am he. But he kept asking them, but they kept asking him, then how were your eyes opened? He answered, the man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes and said to me, go to Salomon and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. That's from uh, John chapter nine, verses one through, one through 12. And with that, I'll hand it over to Pastor Sean. All right, all right. So, oh, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Chan Choi. My parents are he, him, his, serving Urban Village, Edgewater, and South Slip as a site pastor. Uh, welcome all of you with the love and grace of God. Uh, yeah, as uh, Darren mentions, we are in a heavy flood and we have very special situations. And uh, this morning, all of our worship team and uh, staff showed up at the theater, but there's a heavy flood. So we make, well, we made the decision to cancel the worship in person for everyone's safety and move to the online. And everything happened just less than in an hour and we could offer this worship because we are ready for this and we are custom and with this live streaming worship. So I'm so thankful for our team's work and effort for this worship. And I always open my message uh, by saying and shouting out this phrase. And even it's rainy day and heavy rain, we can shout it out in our faith. So God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. We are also good all right all right so uh as darren mentioned we're gonna start our new sermon series written in the stars so i'd like to open my message with this question have you ever wondered how our ancestors found and experienced the presence of god even before the bible was written so if you have i suggest to drive out to the rural area where you can find a spacious area maybe in the middle of cornfield right and we can easily find it right and look at the sky at night and here is a picture of it 
So hopefully we can share that picture of star. So uh, yeah, we can we can keep this uh, picture on it. Then you might be overwhelmed by the stars that are falling upon you. And I'm sure it'll be the oldest tradition of finding God's presence and reminding of the beauty of God's creation. So it's not surprising to find many verses related to stars in the Bible. The Messiah who had waited for the Messiah followed star signs and eventually they met baby Jesus by following the star of Bethlehem, right? We all are familiar with that. How about the Gospel of Luke 21? Jesus foretold the destruction of the temple and said, there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the star. So reading the stars and following star signs are not new things in Christianity. All right, then how about astrology? So how comfortable are you talking about astrology at church? All right, even I cannot see your face and uh, I may expect two different reactions from uh, each one of you. I, there would be some sort of excitement from those who have an interest in this kind of subject, right? And there would be some sort of uh, discomfort from those who have an uneasy image or perception regarding astrology. So uh, most of you are worshiping online now. So please do not turn off nor close your mind yet uh, because this sermon series is for both of you who are interested in and open to various mystical forms of Christianity and who haven't thought nor researched about them. So let me borrow our pastor D'Angelo who is serving uh, Wicker Park and HP Thabajasite pastor's word about this sermon series goal. It will be about the supernatural faith that will expand our views to see the active work of the Holy Spirit in our culture and history, in the Bible, and in our everyday life. And today we will have a chance to prepare ourselves for a deeper conversation about these mystical forms of Christianity and spiritual faith that we may not be familiar with. So as I said before, I can see many of us uh, may be excited about this sermon series and it's not only about us. Uh, here's a picture, another picture to show uh, the trend. And this is a uh, uh, result of the survey that was conducted by Pew Research Center in 2017. So you can see the uh, new age belief or not, but it's about what people believe in new age beliefs, including belief in reincarnation, astrology, psychics, and the presence of spiritual energy in physical objects like mountains or trees. So uh, I hope you can see and read it, but six in 10 American adults accept at least one of these new age beliefs. Especially 57% of Protestants and 70% of Catholics believe in at least one of these new age beliefs. And it shows that there is a yearning for a deeper spirituality in this generation. And I can tell we already have various rich 
and abundant spiritual practices and traditions in our long history of culture and community, of course, in the Bible. All right. So then why do some of us feel discomfort in this subject? It could be from an unfamiliarity and which could be interpreted as wrong or bad sometimes. So as I promised, I promised to our uh, Edgewater and South Loop member, I'm going to invite our members to Chance Kitchens where uh, I'm at and when I'm done unpacking. So it may be next year. Uh, uh, you can see my office area now and it looked clean, but actually it's not. So uh, Vian helped me to clean up a little bit for this live streaming. Um, and I'm going to serve some uh, Korean food for our members. So nowadays there are many Korean restaurants in Chicago and people are getting familiar with Korean food. And if you're able, please uh, type in your favorite Korean food. And people love bulgogi and bibimbap and kimchi, right? And you know what? The best Korean food is actually kim. So here is a picture of Kim. So I don't know, have you seen this before or not? This is a type of edible seaweed and it's toasted with sesame oil and a little salt. So one time I brought Kim with our other Korean food to the potluck, but nobody tried it because of its, its color and texture. And it may be recognized as not right for the meal. All right. So uh, during this sermon series, we can think about these questions. Have we tried to learn what it is, what, what this uh, tradition or mystical forms of Christianity is, and have knowledge and experience to discern? And it's so important. And it would allow us to expand our view and understanding of God. All right. Um, and there is another reason why we feel discomfort in supernatural faith and tradition. Some of the spiritual practices or mystical forms of Christianity would have been ignored or denounced intentionally. So in the case, there are layers that intentionally covered and hid these, uh, these spiritual practices, abundant values and benefits. And these layers would come from the result of power relations by the powerful who wants to solidify the system sometimes and also in our culture by the white supremacy that wipes out the rich heritage of indigenous peoples and African-Americans. So uh, through this sermon series, we'll focus on removing those layers which take us away from their benefit and finding the value of these mystical forms of Christianity, all right? So when I think of the supernatural faith, the story of miracles healing by Jesus popped into my mind first. And among various healing stories in the New Testament, today's passage it will be the best one to practice dismantling the layers that interrupt us from seeing the true meaning and value of healing by divine grace. So here is the first layer that will be dismantled. Uh, it comes from it comes from the question of Jesus' disciples in verse two. So you can find this verse two. I'm gonna read for you. Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? It's about a person who was born blind from birth. And this question reflects the Jewish tradition of view on 
the relationship between illness and sin. And many Jews assumed illness or disability are traceable to sin. So you can think of the friends of Job. Uh, they would be a good example of this assumption and understanding. At first, Job's friends comforted Job, but later they encouraged Job to accept and admit his wrongdoing and repent because his suffering came from his sin and wrongdoing, even though he didn't know or recognize it. In this case, since this person was born blind, the parents were also considered to be possibly at fault. However, Jesus didn't answer the question of whether this man is a sinner or his parents. Instead, he talked about the purpose of his coming. Word for God by lighting the word. And then Jesus healed and gave him sight. Let him see the light. It just fulfilled the purpose of his coming. And you know what? Interestingly, there is no voice of the person who couldn't see. There are only two voices, the voice of the disciples, who are only interested in Jesus' answer to solve their theological curiosity, and the voice of Jesus, who was interested in this person and his need. So by letting him see, Jesus fulfilled his physical needs. By letting him see without his voice, Jesus confirmed that his blindness was not a result of sin because there were no words of repentance from this person that he could see. So it might be the way to heal his wounded heart that couldn't be healed by sin. Friends, this healing by divine grace is not only about the restoration of the body, but it's also about the restoration of the mind and spirit to a state of wholeness and well-being. So we all are in need of this healing for our soul. May the healing by divine grace restore our body, mind, and spirit, and help us to see, help us see Jesus, who is the light of the world. Amen. And the second layer that will be dismantled is the disagreement about the healing from the neighbors. So when the person returned and could see his neighbors didn't accept and believe his healing because he was the only one who witnessed the miracle of healing. So they kept throwing questions about his identity. So here's a series of questions from his neighbors. Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Then how were your eyes open? Where is he? It sounds like an interrogation by the police, right? And actually they brought him to the Pharisees for interrogation in the end after these questions. They refused to believe the whole story of healing. They refused to believe that the blind man who used to see them back now could see. They, because they didn't want to admit the miraculous power of Jesus, whom they consider a sinner who broke the law and challenged their belief. They refused to believe that this miraculous healing happened by a simple act of spreading the mud with the saliva on one's eye and washing them off as salam. Because it shouldn't be that easy without a ritual of repentance of sacrifice. And more importantly, they refused to believe that Jesus is the one who led this person to the sea. So they refused to believe the whole story of healing 
by denying his identity, this person's identity. So he had to shout out who he is louder and it revealed God's work through Jesus. Let's read his statements about uh, his identity. It's from verse 29. It's not in our today's passage, but the after that is from verse 29. I'm going to read for you. I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know that though I was blind, now I see. And it has developed into a confession of faith in Jesus that displayed God's mighty works. And it's from verse 38. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. The one who didn't have a voice, who had to attest to his healing and identity in the middle of hostility, now becomes evidence of God's mighty word and confesses his faith in Jesus with one's own voice. Friends, the healing by divine grace leads us to a transformation, a new creation, and a new life. His neighbors might question his identity because they couldn't recognize his physical and spiritual transformation. And this transformation doesn't require any complicated process or high standard, but faith in Jesus is enough. There's only three words will be enough. Lord, I believe. I believe in the healing by divine grace that is a gift from God, and I believe it's still happening today. I believe it can restore our body, mind, and spirit fully and thoroughly. I believe it doesn't require any complicated ritual or a long prayer, but my faith in Jesus is enough. I believe it will deepen our understanding of God who wants to reconcile us. And I believe it is a holy mystery of God's love. So it's not about who we are, what we are doing, but it's about God's unconditional love and grace. And I believe this healing is only through Jesus Christ who breaks into our heart and sees and touches and heals our difficulties, pains, and suffering. So how about you? If you believe so, I'd like to invite you to a special opportunity to pray for healing by laying on your hands. So laying on hands is one of the Christian traditions of healing by divine grace. And most of the time we extend our hands toward somebody or touch them as a meaning of blessing and support, right? But this time, let us lay our hands on ourselves, especially put your hands on the place where you need a healing by divine grace. And you can put your hands on your chest if it needs some, uh, needs a healing, uh, healing by divine grace for your own heart and mind. It could be some physical body. Then I will lead a prayer for all of us for the restoration of our body, mind, and spirit. And if you're not ready to join, it's totally fine. You can simply close your eyes and reflect on today's message. So this prayer is adapted from United Methodist Hymnal and United Reformed Churches ritual. So let us close our eyes and lay our hands on the place where you need the healing by divine grace. Through your hands, through your confession of faith, Jesus will touch you 
and restore your body, mind, and spirit. Compassionate God, encircle us as you reach out in love. Wounded Christ, touch us in our weakness and our strength. Life-giving spirit, breathe through us channels of your peace. Healing spirit of God, at work in Jesus, present here and now, fill our whole being, free us of all harm, and give us peace. God of compassion, source of life and health, strengthen and relieve us and give your power of healing. We may find help in weakness and have confidence in your loving care through Jesus Christ, who healed the sick, is the physician of our souls and our savior. Amen. Through this prayer, through this message, for through our confession in faith, we may be healed. We may be recovered, we may be restored, we may be transformed into the new self and new creation. Amen. Friends, as I mentioned, uh, this is a very special occasion, and uh, that's the reason why we don't have a regular uh, worship teams and some other stuff, but we worship together. We are connected to each other through this worship in Christ. Even there will be no Holy Communion, but through the prayer that we just offer, we are going to be filled with this love and grace from God. And it will give us another strength and energy to live another week. So loving Jewish family and friends, we all are in need of healing by divine grace. It doesn't require anything but our faith in Jesus. Through this faith, this miraculous healing will begin in us and restore our body, mind, and spirit and transform ourselves as a new creation and a new self who can transform this world. May the grace of Creator God, the love of our Savior Jesus, the guide of so the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Go in peace. Amen.